1: You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome to the Claret and Blue Facebook page. My name is Dan Robinson. I'm joined by Ashley Priest and Patrick Rowe, or Pat Rowe. Pat, first of all, how are you mate?
0: Yeah, I'm alright. A bit tired, got in late last night after the away game.
1: But yeah, fine. Yeah, good stuff. Ash, I assume you got back late as well, how are you?
2: What
0: was your impact? Mine was two, so it wasn't two. too bad.
2: Uh, half, one, half one, all So I uh, beat the coaches home and I was back for half one. I had a, warmed up a, a lukewarm chicken curry and went, went to bed. I was back on it this morning. So, yeah, good. Uh, the way end was brilliant. Uh, the way end was, was great crackers. I had me howling in the press box, the Polish kaffir and all sorts. So, uh, quite effort from the Villa Faithful, the Travelling Villa Faithful, who clapped, clapped the players off and rightly so after that. Mm. Great showing. Good crack in the way end. And, um, yeah. Really good. And just unfortunate to lose and, and Pat looked at his penalties.
1: Yeah. Well, Ash, you in the press box. Pat, you in the away end. I was working from home and tucked up in bed by 11 o'clock. So I'm fresh as a daisy this morning. Well, this afternoon, sorry. Uh, it's been a busy morning. We'll be doing this as a, a live Q&A. We are live on Facebook as uh, people are watching along live at the moment. If you're watching this on YouTube, then leave a comment below. Um, we'll address some comments and some talking points. First of all, just general general thoughts on Chelsea last night. Ask from, from your view and then we'll come to you um, second, part. Almost disappointing in a way, um, not in terms of performance or anything, but out of a trophy again, and, and that's it for the League Cup for another year. You know, the the, the um 25-year wait or 26-year wait goes on for another year. From that perspective, it would have been nice to progress through to the fourth round and have a real good go at it, and we'll, we'll come on to the the team after this. But, Ash, like I said, just some general thoughts from you first.
2: Yeah, I've said this previously in, in the building of the Charles game. I love I the League Cup, uh, bang up for that cup, and just a, it's a bad draw, wasn't it, why at Stamford Bridge and... Chelsea picking a strong team. I mean, they're starting Nigolo Kante, Timo Verna, just ridiculous talent. And Villa, uh, they need, need minutes in them squad players' legs, and none more so than like Oxford Morgan Sanson, who, who came off injured, looked like a hamstring injury. Definitely fatigue based, basically, his lack of minutes. And I was gutted for him because he, he looked the real deal there at Stamford Bridge. And yeah, valiant effort. Um, Cameron Archer impressed. They had two glorious chances. and mm-hmm. Villa, went, Villa, Villa were comfortable for large parts of that game. I weren't. Were, were, I weren't concerned at all. Turns, AB and Horse were, were brilliant. Unflustered at the back, and Villa had seven shots on, on Chelsea's goal on, on target. And Chelsea had the same in the end. So a great showing from, from, from Villa second string, as it were. And the young lads did well as well. up Chukwuka, seventeen, coming on under the bright lights of Stamford Bridge and oozing class at times and yeah, future's future bright, Dan. Um, Prince William was in, in, in the stands as well and he would have been proud of that performance. So, yeah, really good showing. Just a bad cup draw in the end. They did it and going out on penalties, so so unlucky. So, hmm. yeah, lots, lots to be positive about for me, mate.
1: Pat, saw you in the background of Cameron Archer's goal celebration. like You're having a lovely time with the with yeah. missus, I think. Uh, how did you see it from the away end?
0: Oh, I absolutely loved it. It was my first away game. So, uh, it was a new thing for me. And I've seen a few tweets saying how good the away end was. Yeah, absolutely loved it, and it's a uh, another away from home performance against the champions of Europe that I think you can be proud of. Like I think on another day, Cameron Archer does what he does at Barrow and lifts it over the keeper and he goes in, slots in his other one, or if you have a like a Watkins or an Ings or someone there to do it, they do that. But yeah, with the team we put out, I think some people were a bit disappointed and maybe not as optimistic as before. But the performance was amazing, I thought, and there's nothing you can be uh, ashamed of there.
1: Yeah, I trying to word this the right way, and I've already said this to you, Pat off air. I don't want to kind of like undersell what Villa are and how big we are as a club and stuff by saying, like, oh, we should be proud of losing to Chelsea away. Do you know what I mean? I put a Tweet out last night mm-hmm. saying, I'm oh, proud of the boys, not oh, like they've done us, they've done us well there. And it's like now I think about it, it's like, well, oh, we've gone to another Premier League side and lost. And it's like, yeah, proud of the boys. Like, I do not undersell Villa, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like it's, you know, I want to be winning every game, but you know, it's a young side against the Champions of Europe. We've played them there twice in a week. And to be fair, I know we've lost both games, but we've done well in both in, in different circumstances. Mm-hmm. And there is stuff to be proud of and youth players coming through the, through the <coughs> ranks and stuff. Courtney Hawes, who I openly said that after um, the Everton game, I didn't quite fancy the idea of him against Ronaldo absolutely pockets Lukaku in, in, the, in the League Cup. I know he only comes on as a sub but he deals with him and now I'm sitting here eating a humble pie going, you know what, Courtney Horse, go and face yourself against Ronaldo, go and test yourself because you've done a good job. So, there is things to be proud of but, you know, kind of still want to reiterate that point that, that they are a big club and I, you know, I don't want to be proud of losing games. Have I made that point right or am I talking absolute rubbish there, Ash?
2: Courtney Horse, <laughs> did, re- did really well uh, for me. Um, I liked his tweet afterwards as well. He says, whenever I'm needed, I'll do my best and I'll, I'll, I'll do the job the, the test. and Courtney Horse did that. He's in real contention now to start at Old Trafford on Saturday and three million quid. I think Dean Smith's improved in tenfold since he first came to the club. Yeah, season. that's true. Uh, what a deal that looks. I think Villa have an option to extend that by a year. I'll do that tomorrow if, if possible because his contract's up next summer. So, Courtney Horse, yeah, an incredible squad player to have at your disposal and he did really well last night. So,
1: yeah, you're ramming that Humber pie down your throat, then. Yeah, absolutely. All for it. Um, <laughs> let's go to some of these questions then. Lee Welling says, he missed the first 45 minutes. I missed the first 15, actually. What happened with Morgan Sanson? Um, disappointing because, you know, from bits I'd seen and clips on, on Twitter that were doing the rounds and, and from, you know, tweets that I was seeing people write, it sounded like he was having a pretty good game and, and you know, almost like I saw a few tweets saying that what they were. he was a kind of player they weren't quite, quite expecting, like he was good pressing and stuff like that. And then, unfortunately, the the guy that's been injured for so long goes down with another injury in a, in a League Cup game that, in some ways, doesn't doesn't mean anything now. So, what happened to, to his injury specifically, Ash? And um, and how you know what did you make of him in the forty minutes or so before he went off?
2: Yeah, I had a great view of that. It was Rob on the um, substitutes bench and he, he gestures to Dean Smith, "I need to come off. My hamstring's gone. He's pulling on his hamstring. So it least be a hamstring injury." I think he's. Fatigue-based. He hasn't played in six months, and did a lot of running. Forty minutes down, a lot of running after and, uh Cante and Sol and Chelsea's front line. He was he was doing it both end both ends of the pitch as well. He was tracking back deep into his cor- corner, and he was, up the other end he threw a lovely ball in for, for Archer. Great way to pattern. Archer was in and goal, but lifted easier uh, over Kepper's crossbar. But yeah, Sansom he grew into the game. He was breathing quite heavily towards the end. He, he put a lot into that and. And then that's why the injury popped up and the lactic acid started to come in and I think it pulled his muscle. So, he was devastated. He screamed in anger right by the touchline, thinking, not again, not another bump in the road. So, um, real, real shame for him because he, he looks a real deal, looks classy operator, yeah. nice on the half turn. He was growing in confidence in that game. He said, oh, I'm playing well here, I can, I can do I can do bits. So, yeah, he's uh, he's got real pedigree down and played at Marseille. Marseille fans demand a hell of a lot. He's played in the Champions League. So, there's a real player there, but then he's getting fit and fiery. And unfortunately, now you, we'll hear from Dean tomorrow. Injuries. He'll probably face another couple of weeks out, perhaps. So we'll see the severity of that. But I think it a great plan to have him in Villa squad if he's fit, mate. So hopefully it's not, not a bad one.
1: What do you think of him, part any stats that you've seen to, to suggest what he offers? or not I think uh the
0: top of my head, don't. He had six ground jewels and won every single one of them. And then obviously he was running around like a, all over the pitch. And it was like a hint of what he actually was. Like fans haven't seen it, I don't think. So it was like mm-hmm. a welcome sight. And I think he worked really well with Nakamba as well. Yeah. Like, Nakamba can't bring the ball up as well as he, like other midfielders. But Morgan Sampson was doing it for him type thing. They mm-hmm. we were working well together. Defensive effort was good. And then, yeah, the pass to Archer, slotted him in. Could have been a goal and it's an assist yeah. to his name. So, yeah, it is disappointing. I thought it was a glimpse of what fans have been waiting so long for. So, yeah, it is annoying.
1: Not a question here from Paul, but he makes a quick point. So, I want to share that point. He says, has apologised for his missed penalty last night, which he does not need to do in in, written in Capitals. I agree. I, d- I don't know why we need to see things like this after every game. Someone makes a mistake or I mean, is missing a penalty really a, a mistake or... Not really. I mean Ash Young's a blasted one off the bar as well. He's not come out and apologised as far as I'm aware. I don't need to. Like anyone misses a, a penalty shootout. It's just one of those things, isn't it?
2: I think Nicamba's one of the nicest men in football. You know, he's so so nice and down to a, earth. Mr. real nice guy and he just felt a bit guilty on the bus home, probably. And what he tweeted out, no need to do that from from the I think he's been excellent this season. Another player who for me has improved under yeah. his tut- tutelage.
1: I mean, there aren't many that haven't, really. Out of the players that are still with us, is there anyone who's gone backwards under Dean Smith's leadership in the last few years?
2: It's you to think, really, but yeah, Nikam has been excellent. He's a, he's a specialist in what he does. Um, didn't get on the ball too much last night, but he plugged daps, he, he tracked back really well, and the positioning was very good whenever, whenever Villa lost the ball. So, great player to have in the squad for me, and no need to apologise, marvellous, and we all love him, But my a Great squad player, and... Yeah, I think he's a real nice guy and just felt
1: a bit guilty last night. Yeah, we said the same things after the Tara Mings era as well, didn't we? Come out apologise. I don't, I don't think we need to see stuff like that. You wouldn't have seen stuff before social media, so it doesn't, doesn't bother me. Um, Richard Law says, Brentia looks a concern. He's one that I'd written down as, as, a, as a little talking point. I almost got him versus Traore. Not, not against each other, but Traore comes on in, in his fleeting moments. You think, oh, dangerous player. Like, look, looks bang up for it. Could potentially do a job starting for us. When gets his chance, and at the moment, I think it's probably still fitness, and he's obviously been away for internationals as well, um, and that I'm probably I'm putting that down to why he's, he's not hit the heights yet. But he doesn't look like, like a viable, viable option at the moment. And we'll come on to a Man United selection in a minute, and none of us would have put Wendy in to start against Man United. And as we've mentioned many times, this is our record signing, and he's not up to it yet. And like Richard said, that is a concern.
2: Pat, what was it? What was it like amongst the supporters when when a mis- pass? <laughs> what was the general consensus in the away end?
1: I feel like his work rate. I think
0: everyone was appreciating that he was doing the yeah. stuff like that he could control, like just getting tackles in, maybe bringing a player down. Or whatever. Just like the work rate was definitely there. It's just not clicking yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. I think it's that like when he scored that chance after we, uh, just, I think it was Cash cut it back to him or something. I think there is a like a fitness issue, and he hasn't really had like a run of games. It's been disrupted with injuries and everything. But, yeah, I don't think people got on his back too much, but it was just like a bit of disappointment that it wasn't clicking for him. And there's a few comments like, oh, he's not looking like a record signing at this point." But and then again, I don't think anyone knows what his best position is either. So, yeah. right wing or number ten for me, it doesn't really make a difference because he's never going to play like El Ghazi out wide or Bailey. He's going to be operating the same, the exact same space either way. So it is difficult, and I don't know if the system suits him. And then again, he had Archer in front of him, and it is difficult. He has, probably hasn't played with him that much and chemistry yeah. kind of and stuff. And it was like a makeshift team, not a makeshift team, but like it wasn't the usual starting eleven. So I don't know if you can judge him off that, but yeah, slightly concerning,
1: maybe. It's just it's just small small margins, isn't it? Yeah, you know, we don't want to judge Burnie off off a League Cup game when he's probably not fully fit. He scored against Newcastle, didn't he? He's obviously, a, a talented footballer. I think it was Newcastle anyway. Oh um, Brentford. Sorry, so this is why you're on here. Actually, you know what we're so talking come on. about. Come on. Um, but it's this is their one moment to impress, isn't it? And for the thousands that have yeah. gone down to watch Chelsea last night, they're excited to see Brendier get some minutes because of you know, different um different options and stuff and he doesn't quite live up to it and and that's what's disappointing. I'm not gonna write the player off because of that. But you know, you want these players to come in and, and make it difficult for Dean Smith, don't you? Because if he's not an option for selection against Man United, that's one less problem for for Man United to deal with, isn't it? Because he's not quite ready yet.
2: Just confidence, I think, at the moment. Buendia, he, mm. he, he, he had his first goal, great goal against Brentford, and then he was away on international duty. Didn't get selected in the in the lineup, and then he was quarantining with Martinez. and he's been away from the group and all his family for a few weeks. And he's just confidence. He Telltale tell, sign of confidence. You, you, aren't, you wait to pass, he's, off, off, he's under-hitting, mm. over-hitting. He was frustrated, jumping in the air, frustrated with himself, looking at the bench. He was absolutely... He was... Um, Really doing it himself last night. So, just a confidence issue at the moment. So, needs to get a bit of a rhythm going. But I say rhythm. There's only two games in the international break again. So, yeah. a bit of a tough one. But, um, yeah, still a climat tone to the system. Yeah, looks a bit lightweight in the middle uh, there at the moment. But needs to get on the ball a bit more just to express himself. He's trying, trying to play the, the side pass at the minute and just go out there. I think Dean Smith has got a job on his hands to get the best out of Buendia now and, I don't think he'll start at the weekend. So it's a knuckle down and try and find his form there.
1: Um, let's talk about Cameron Archer Matt Smith has compared him to Jamie Vardy and then in a follow-up comment he said Vardy-esque and Gerard Tracy says will we hang on to Archer um, I don't have to think so there's no reason to suggest that Villa aren't on the up and that we come to, know <clears> to this <throat> player something special and learning off um, Danny Ings and Ollie Watkins in the Premier League is great experience for him whether we see him go out on loan or anything that remains to be seen in January but what did you both make and we'll start with you first part as Ash is drinking his tea um, what did you think right in front of you that goal great header. Unbelievable. That was right for me, yeah, I loved
0: it. But uh it's his movement for me, it's just amazing. It's like he's five foot nine and he was up against Saar and Chalaber, who were big and physical, centre halves. And he's getting away from like peeling off for the header, the runs he was making for uh the Samson chances, just staying just on side. He's just he's not playing like I've seen other strikers, I don't mean to call him out, like Callum Robertson. I remember his debut when he came on as a sub. I just remember thinking, oh, the first touch isn't there, he's not settled at the level or anything. But Archer just looks like the real deal to me. He's just like his first touches usually. I don't, I don't see him like miscontrol many. I think he fell over when he was through on goal or something yesterday, but that's one of those. But he just looks like he's already at Premier League level to me, to be honest. And yeah, definitely. I can see why Dean Smith wanted to keep him around.
2: Yeah, big shout out that Pat, Premier League level. Um yeah, to make his Premier League debut, I believe. So he could make it this weekend. But yeah, it looks a real player, Vardy. S got what you say. Um Great movements. Should have had a hat-trick, as we all know. And yeah, like, like Shakespeare said in his post-match yesterday, uh, it's come from nowhere. Absolute nowhere. Yeah. Louis, Louis Barry, Brad Young, all the other youngsters were well ahead of him in the summer. And he's uh, he scored a hat-trick in that in, in the summer camp down in London. Raised eyebrows. Then we said, we'll have a look at him then. And he brought him in. And he didn't even rip it up at Sally or Moore's last season. So given, given his upward trajectory since then, banging against the Champions of Europe, and looking good in doing so. It's been some rise from Cameron Archer, and he's. I like I said this today in my piece. I said he's, he's a beacon of light for those under 23 players who are mm. a bit despondent at the moment at other clubs, thinking I ain't going to get much minutes And he's Cameron Archer's the man who's taking his chance, taking it in some style as well. And yeah, I mean, he could earn a new new deal here. Um, I believe his deal's up next summer, so Leeds wanted to address his situation in January, but I think he could do that, could could do that beforehand now. Going into the winter, I think Villa will need options relentless fixture schedule. We could see more, more, more of Archer than than than, than, we would have, than we would have would have hoped to be fair. So yeah, tough for the lad, and um, he's taken his chance and then some, isn't he? So yeah, looks good.
1: Yeah, I don't want to use Archer's kind of performance, uh, positive performance, as a way of bashing other players. But I don't know how, how else to word word my way around this, but you've got. Louis Barrier, uh, switch not even playing, not really getting a sniff. Keenan Davis has his opportunities much older and keeps getting injured. At this yeah. point, I'd rather see Archer be our third Would choice you? backup. Obviously, Wesley as well, who's, who's had injuries, problems, but he goes out on loan as, as well. Ings, Watkins, and then Archer to, to support them in, in a crisis. And to be fair, we are playing two up front these days. So, you, you, I mean, we probably need a fourth striker to be honest, but that's a story for another day. I'd rather see Archer getting that breakthrough than one of the others I've just named because... He's taken his opportunity when, he, when he's got it. He's not come through with loads of hype, like we've seen in, in years gone by as well. I saw a tweet, they named three or four players, and I can only think of one, but you hear people like Delfonso coming through the academy, oh, this exciting kid. I didn't hear that with Cameron Archer. Like you said, Ash yeah. absolutely came from nowhere. And first game he's playing against Barrow, majority of the fan base go, Who, who's Archer? Like, I'm not, yeah. I've not even heard where he's come from. So, yeah, definitely, definitely worthy of a new contract. Yeah. Um, Probably this leads into a conversation about team news then. I'm not going to go, go backwards here and assess team news after we've already talked about the result. But again, kind of that missed, missed opportunity and the disappointment that came with people thinking that we maybe should have played a stronger side. I had a conversation with, with a guy on social media last night and he was saying, look at Chelsea's bench compared to ours. So, yeah, I understand the point, but Chelsea's got a massive squad of quality compared to ours anyway. Having said that, I don't know why Danny Ings or Ollie Watkins aren't on the bench last night. Because if one of those are able to come off the bench, we might be in the fourth round now, mm-hmm. and and that is a, that is the fine margin that I would have liked to see Villa really go for it a little bit more. Whether that's the starting eleven or not, the subs bench probably could have been a little bit stronger to be honest. Yeah, I think
2: the average age was eighteen, and Drucken-Waker kind of coming in and. Chelsea had Lukaku to call upon Villa didn't Yeah, that,
1: that's the difference. I know it's a very different thing that they can call on Lukaku, but you know if we could call on Danny Ings, yeah, that, that's still a big sign to bring on. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that we should have maybe started a full strength eleven, but yeah, it's just it's it, we never know, will we? It's um, does it matter at this point? Probably not. <laughs> I just thought I'd raise it because I've seen it on social media.
2: Yeah, it's it's but some maybes, isn't it? I mean hindsight's a good thing, and I mean Villa were a couple of sh- penalty shoot. Penalty kicks away from going yeah. through and yeah. everyone would have lauded Dean Smith. What, what, a, what a mastermind that was, but weren't to be and I'd hindsight's a good thing, Dan. Yeah,
0: bring bringing Danny Ings on, maybe, I, th- I think the camera hasn't scored for five years, so I'm not going to shoot him down taking a penalty. Obviously, it's a <laughs> 50 chance, but yeah. I think bringing Ings on, it might have been the difference, but yeah, hindsight and all that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um... A couple of comments on Facebook about Ashley Young getting ripped apart last night. I've not, not seen too much about that. Bit of sloppy passing, Steve Mann says here as well. Um you both saw four ninety minutes of Jamaica Young, because he looked right in these in the Premier League games that he started.
0: There was a lot of space on that side, I don't know that much, but I felt every time I think it was Hudson odoi every time yeah. he was running at Young, Young dealt with it to be honest. I mean, just like never died in really. Well, he did dive in a few times, fouled him a few times, but like when he was sizing him up in front of goal, he'd like usher him down the line or something. I think the last attack of the game was like something like that. But I thought he did all right. Experience down there and everything, so not too bad from memory.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll give him a seven in the ratings. Probably a bit, a bit generous, but he, he dealt with Hudson-Odoi. Uh, how quick is he? So, Young dealt with him for large part. I think Hudson-Odoi got a yard on him and got a shot off. That was the only time i seen him beat Young and, and now uh, he Ghazi heading didn't really track back too much. Reese James was bombing on and now and again. So, I thought Young did okay, considering. Um, I think he tied towards the end of it. Um, but he, he did fine. It was a fine night to work, really.
1: Um, let's go to Man United then. Uh, I think we've done Chelsea now. And we'll talk about injury news in a sec because we, we expect Bailey to be missing and we will clarify that shortly. Uh, I'm going to flash up on screen, Ash, your predicted 11 for Man United and for the audio listeners, I'll read it out. So we've got 3-5-2 again with Emi Martinez, Tyra Courtney Hawes and Esri Consell as a back three. Target and Cash as your wing backs, McGinn, Louise and Ramsey in midfield and Watkins and Ings up top. Um, again, conversation of how you get Brendier, Bailey and Trey Ryan to this side is, is a question for another, another day. After the Everton game, I sat on here and said, I oh, don't really fancy Hawes playing. I'd, I'd go 4-3-3 and, and maybe get Tra- or get Bailey in there, who we now expect to be injured. But after Chelsea, you'd be saying, oh, yeah, maybe Traore deserves to start and, and how you fit the how you fit him into this side, playing a three at the back, I don't really know. Um, is that the best 11 we've got available at the moment, do you think?
2: Um, it all depends if Dean wants to flip... Fit, fit the system and, and, and change it and go forward with the flat back four because obviously Turen's average is a, bit of a big miss obviously he's, he's settled in well with, with Concer and Ming so all depends on what, what Smith wants to do at Old Trafford he was asked about his system last week at Everton he said I ain't changing it we be looking athletic we're creating chances so I see him going down that avenue again Courtney Horse impressed in midweek and uh, I think he, he gets his shot and I think Manu played Ronaldo up front with a couple of high flyers on the flank so yeah, I think that that picks it. That team picks itself for me. If McGinn's okay, we'll get some team news tomorrow from Dean. Leon Bailey got a muscle strain, so it all depends on, on his availability. I expect him to be out, but we'll see. But I, I won't change things too much after a 3 0 win against Everton last week. I think the, the, the Ings and Watkins come back into the side, and I think we go from there. What about, what about you, Pat?
0: So I'm, I'd be completely fine with that team, to be honest. The only thing I'd say is the Mings and Hawes kind of partnership, having two strong left-footed players that maybe can't use their right foot as frequently. And then Mm -hmm. if McGinn's not fit, you're also going to have Nakamba in there, who is also really heavily left-footed. So there might not be a lot of balance in that team. So we looked good yesterday with the back four, to be honest. Like We weren't overrunning midfield or anything. So you might opt for the back four with Conza and Mings. And then obviously that allows Triore who played quite well yesterday, to get into the team.
1: Yeah, it's, um, there's a comment here from Steve who says the worry with that team is for Man United where does the, the creativity come from? I suppose the concern would be if if Dannying's plays a little bit like Chelsea away in the league and is a little bit isolated and you're playing a three-five-two to play two strikers and get him in there, who who is who is offering that creativity? Now I would like to see Troyro feature at some point, and I, I kind of said this to you guys off air. The only way to do that is a four-three-three, three, and then you got to put Ollie Watkins out wide. I, I don't want to do that either. So you're making compromises in. Two different ways for the, almost for the sake of it. If um, Traore can come on and have an impact like Bailey did against Everton, then maybe that's the way forward. But do you want to be waiting an hour in before you see some creativity? I mean, you need the guys that start to do. Don't need you? You, you need Danny not to go missing essentially and try try and um, cause problems for Man United. I think cash will be important. Like you just saying, Ash, if if Hawes or whoever's the, the main centre back can can deal with Ronaldo, and the other defenders can kill deal with the wide players, you'd expect Cash and Target to to push on and and put balls into the box for those, those two strikers. For some reason, I fancy us against Man United. I don't know why, because they're probably the best they've been in the last few years. We never beat them. <laughs> well, yeah, and we never beat them. I, I was going to say maybe we're the best we've been in recent years as well, but I don't know whether that's strictly true. Um, they're bound to get some dodgy penalty of some kind of sort of stat yeah. that they've not had a penalty this season, so that's absolutely nailed on that they'll get one this week. Um, but I don't know, for some reason, just blind- like you, back last week, blind face, fancy us to go right. and beat them for some reason. I-, I just don't know why.
0: Yeah. First time in, I think the last win was 2009 and yeah. then Gabby scored. <laughs> but yeah, Ronaldo likes a goal against us and they haven't had a penalty yet, so there's a lot to be a bit cautious about, but i the same. For some reason, I think the performance we've shown would do due a bit of luck, if that makes sense. Just like one four to yeah. Danny Ings That's in the that. box or something from a corner. There is a, like, a set-piece goal for us, just like a bullet header or something, is due. But yeah, I think we've got... Whatever way we set up, I think we will threaten them. If we went for a 4-3-3, I'd probably be leaning towards Watkins starting instead of Ings. I don't think Ings can really, like the way Archer played yesterday and just played on top of his own, he did like kind of occupy the defenders a bit and made the runs in behind and stuff. I think Watkins would do that a bit more than Ings might do, hold the ball up and stuff. But yeah,
1: it should be a good game. We would normally have a, an opposition reporter on here to ask what their weakness is. Ash, as, as I'm going to go to you as the, as the senior journalist out of the three of us. What is Man United's weakness? How do we beat them? Is it is it out wide? Is it centrally? What should we try and exploit?
2: I think set pieces. I think Villa at set pieces. I think I'd go at Manu. I I'd pepper the balls into the box. I think we've got Fred started at West Ham. Fred's small, small central midfield. I think Man you've got three imposing figures. Varane, Maguire and McTominay they getting between them. Naeber and Tash's long throws key tomorrow. I think Austin will have a couple of tricks up his sleeve. Uh Courtney Horse, he'll be a threat from attacking set-pieces, you know. Mm. Massive. Ming's contact, chuck them all in there. Cause Mayhem and make them defend. make them defend, pin them back. And um, I think hopefully the set-pieces come, come good tomorrow. He's it's a, it's a string to Villa's bow this season. Um, yeah. So I think that, that could be the way to go. Get crosses into the box. I think mean, Cash's cross yes, last night was unreal, by the way. I think missed by a lot yeah. of people. Incredible cross. Um, so, get crosses into the box. with quality there. Any second balls, over the McGinn, Ramsey, mop up at the edge of the box and take your chances. You've got to take your chances against these big sides and Villa tip them and, and be brave at the back. There could be a result there to have. So, so yeah, Villa um, ability to be strong tomorrow, need to impose themselves at the back and don't give Ronaldo any wiggle room and try and be a threat on the uh, set-pieces. Um, that'd be the way to go for me and you get Aussie McFlee's iPad out and just just go for it, man.
1: The <laughs> card for Spear. Spears, I don't think Ing's went missing. He did a lot of tracking back. I'm sure we need to do the same on Saturday. Thomas says Ing's tracking back was excellent versus Everton. I agree with that. Um maybe went missing is a, a harsh, harsh use of words. I don't think he had many touches against Chelsea though at Stamford Bridge. So what team? yeah, call it what you want. <coughs> Not as involved as you'd like then. Um although for what we've seen from Danny Ings, that assist for for Bailey's goal. Surprised the f- fans a little bit that mm. not quite sure that that's what Danny Ings had in his locker. So, when we're talking about where does the creativity coming from, Ings dropping back to support the midfield and, and played nice through balls through for for Riley Watkins this time. Maybe that's the way of, of, of building the midfield and attack. Get Danny Ings to be a bit more involved.
0: Yeah, yeah against, uh, sorry, Ash, um, against Everton, he dropped into about like number 10 pocket a bit more and was a lot more involved, like deeper. I think for Southampton, he'd have 35 touches a game and average like three, four shot-creating actions a game. So, he, he can clearly create for his teammates. So, if you do drop him deeper, he's going to do exactly what he did against Everton, which is find his teammates and put on a plate for him.
2: Five games down, two goals, two assists. Not bad numbers, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that doesn't sound like a player that's gone missing, has it? It's one game, too. I'm getting hung up on this gone-missing comment. Um, Nick Garner says, Louise on a camber to stick to Ronaldo like glue. Uh, that is a, a tactic that could be deployed. I don't know whether it would be look Lu- at Luiz and Nakamba. Is it not one of the three centre backs just tasked with stand on Ronaldo's toes for ninety minutes?
0: Mm,
2: yeah, Ronaldo will stay high and yeah, be up to one of the three centre backs to, to stick with him. And Ronaldo's a great aerial threat, isn't he? So never really mm. need to be focused tomorrow. Balls coming into the box to get a lot of first contacts on there. Otherwise, Ronaldo will do what he does, what he's done for a few years now. So yeah, one to keep an eye
1: on. Let's talk about injury news and the last point of this live podcast. Um, Dean Smith's press conference on a Friday. We're doing this on a Thursday. For those people who aren't watching live, we're doing this a day earlier than usual. Obviously, Villa played last night against Chelsea. No post-match press conference from, from. I don't think, either side last night. Am I right, Ash?
2: That's yes, correct. I think Thomas Tuchel did a preview yeah. for the Villa game and then Chelsea didn't do one. and So Villa thought we won't do one. So yeah, Craig Shakespeare did some in-house stuff. Yes. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to quiz Smith on a couple of injuries and what's the latest, but didn't get the chance to do that sadly.
1: Yeah, so we'll have we'll have further ca- clarification tomorrow, which is Friday. If people aren't watching this live, and that will clear up a lot of a lot of debate at the moment. Let's talk about Leon Bailey. because That's the, the main one. And Ash, we've already spoken about this off air a little bit, so I don't want people to think I'm throwing you under the bus here. But we want to talk about. He tweeted yesterday, he ruptured his his th- his quad muscle or his thigh muscle, and people have. There's been a bit of a social media breakdown to that. Going rupture is a, a big deal. Is it a rupture? Is it a tear? Is it a strain? You know, is that poor wording from you, or is this what you've been told? Obviously, all this is clarified within 24 hours when Dean Smith talks about it. Yeah. If it's going to be a couple of weeks. To me, that isn't a rupture, and that's just a poor choice of word from you.
2: Can I my back then. Am I joking? <laughs> <laughs> I should. Yeah, right for for tweeting fans back, really. But listen, probably loosely worded from me. Um, it's not as severe as everyone as what rupture. Everyone takes rupture. I'm just Googling rupture now. Break or, bu- it's a break or bust, it's a break or burst suddenly. I thought, I thought Leon Bailey so, burst uh, his quad suddenly when shooting. But listen. Yeah,
1: but I think if he's walked off and he's doing post match interviews, that's just like a little strain. I think if he'd done a serious rupture of a muscle, he'd be <laughs> stretched it off, to be honest. That's that how I see it in my head.
2: Strain, rupture, tomato, tomato, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it all concrete and confirmed tomorrow morning. Yeah. Uh, nice and early. Stop all that doubt spreading. I think he's a doubt for Manu. Given given it's been what well, seven days since since he had to he was forced off. Um, and you won't come off. You're buzzing. You won't come off, would you? So he knew something was up. Wanted mm. to come off. And it's just, I mean, Manu's such a big game for him. He's made use and bolt a big Manu fan. He'd love to play on Saturday. So yeah, we'll we'll find out tomorrow. Apologise my, my loose loosely worded rupture. I won't be doing that again. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yes, he's a doubt for Saturday and hopefully. Get gets through it and we'll hear from Dean tomorrow. Hopefully no cryptic, cryptic words from Dean and hopefully he's okay. And um we'll go from there.
1: No, we'll, I've had a serving of Courtney horse on the pie. You've had your lit <laughs> on Bailey rupture on pie on this episode. So, you know, no, we're not digging each other out. We just want to be open. We want to be clarified, clarify, clarify what we said. You know, what we said, Dean Smith will clarify all this for us in 24 hours. Like I'm not going to panic yet. Um, just off the sake of one word in the tweet. Um <laughs> If it is just a, a strain and if a couple of weeks and he comes back after the international break. You look at that and think, oh, it's a four week injury, but two weeks of that is an international break. So it's one of those where he might be fit for, for Spurs next week, but they think, yeah. well, we'll give him another couple of weeks here with the international break. So <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's a big deal. He's not going to be out till Christmas or anything mental. It's no. just, again, a little bit like the Brendier stuff we were talking about 20 minutes or so ago. A new signing comes in and looks dangerous and he's played 60 odd minutes. And yeah, yeah, he's contributed in that time, but I want to see him starting games every week and now he's injured really? for a little bit. That's frustrating. It's annoying. Like we said, for those people watching along with this podcast, we'll know for sure when Smith mentions it tomorrow. Unless we hear things like pain-free and running on the grass and stuff, and I'll be having terrible (laughs) flashbacks. Um, But yeah, we'll we'll not
2: get a bingo card out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very good idea, actually. Uh, Yeah, so we'll know for more next time. Ash, warning to you to be more careful with your words in future. Yeah, Pat, you've just sat along and listened to this conversation because you you were there as a fan. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we'll call it a day there. I think that's half an hour of of questions. I think we've answered pretty much everything everyone wanted to know. Uh, Some team news, yeah, all my notes are ticked off, so I'm happy to call it a day there. I'm off tomorrow, so I'll avoid the meltdown when Dean Smith talks <laughs> about Leon Bailey being out for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back again Saturday. It's 12.30 kick-off, so Ash, you and me can catch up um, some bright early evening after you finish your match duties, yeah, yeah. and we'll, we'll do 20 minutes or so. Ash, we've had a massive three points at Old Trafford because it's absolutely now on. on. on um, Ash, thank you very much. Pat, thank you. Thanks for all the Good comments, um, for answering, sending questions. Sorry, And we'll be back in a couple of days' time.